Friday, June 5th, the Thai House with Saigon Tejania Group CND Session 4. Understanding, a good understanding that 
this is the object, this is being known now. And because of that good understanding, the mind doesn't get caught in the story. Yeah. Um there's a choice to be um, interested and curious um, and it's a choice to do that which so it feels like that's a wholesome way to use my mind um, and then I notice that the Vedana of that is is pleasurable um, and I feel like when I when I stay in the present rather than stay in desiring um, or the future, when I can just sit in that, that feels like the right place to be. Um. <laughs> Is 
and if he couldn't bear it, then he would switch, he would change to something neutral, you know, just yeah, to keep being aware. I but he says his main object is his 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 very constant companion when he needed a neutral object was the inhaler. It's not neutral, yeah, very obvious. Neutral or neutrally. <laughs> Obviously neutral never which I know. <laughs> it was a neutral object. It wasn't something he was upset about. Yeah, it was a, it was a strong object. Yeah, he needed that strong object to take his attention away from his depression when he couldn't bear it. Yeah. What? What is an inhaler? <laughs> 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 yeah. you, everybody knows what an inhaler is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Um, in, I don't know over here, but in Asian countries, they've got, you know, Vicks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they put it in a little tube that looks like a finger, mm-hmm. and then there are little holes so that if you smell it, you get the vapors. And he would stick it in his nose and right. leave it there so that that strong. <laughs> so it really gets very painful in the nose. <laughs> yeah, and because you know, in Burma, very traditionally, you know, anapana is a very common object. But he couldn't. It was too subtle. The the, the suffering is so strong. He needed something stronger to make his breath obvious. So he. He to bring wisdom to to it. Uh, I understand the three aspects of wisdom that Sayadaw taught. Um, three aspects? But knowledge. You but what knowledge. exactly it's it's a mental cognitive process, yes, to to bring wisdom. It's a, it's part of investigation. Uh, not so much of that. Okay. Help um, me with that. ตัวหุ่นยันเทเรสราบาวเปียวราเลเรไลโกรซินซาโกโมซุงซานาลาเลยหุ่นยันตัวยันตุนาวุเดมันยันชิบาเลยยันเออตุอะทุเดจามาต
Um, he says, if you take an analogy, it's like doing work. You know, whatever work you did before, Seattle says, um, and you think about how you did work. None of us do work without considering whether we're doing it in the best way possible, right? He said, um, he says, even if you fix something and, you know, if you're not familiar with that, he says, what you do is you, you tinker with it, you take time off, you, you check what's happening, see whether it's working, and then you yeah, take over the different So that, that's what he means by using, bringing wisdom in, using our own intelligence right. to, to find our way in our own practice. And also experimenting. Experimenting is one way of doing it. Yeah, experiment that don't really Yeah, it is. Yes. But in a way, they're just trying to find the solutions. Experiment no, not to find a solution. A solution, yeah, not out, answer. Not to find out how to practice effectively. Isn't it a reflection? Really? Yeah, not to find solutions. Sorry, a reflection. Explore Loga. It's not always reflection. No, but yes. one part. One part. Yeah. So, don't that. Don't that. Don't that. Don't so before we become skillful at the practice, yeah, this is then uh, investigation is superfluous because we're just thinking too much. So we want to really um, get skillful interest. in practice. So the interest is about how to practice, right? Yeah, and and somehow the other lessons get learned together, but you know our. our his thing is learn to practice skillfully. He says when we're not skillful at something, and I think he's showing like a golf club. So maybe you know, if you've never played golf before, then you know you, you you putt again and again. And every time you think about how much energy you used, where it went, whether that was work that worked, you tried again. You're trying to figure out how to be skillful. And that's the same approach we bring to. I'm a focus to good amount, but focus or interest of power. Focus to good amount, but focus serious or interest power. Detail I would do that. So it's not a forced focus. It's like the mind. Um, attention, baby. You know, attention is is there and fully interested in the process, and yeah, so. <coughs> people who cook will know what he means. He says they know if they put in onions how it would change the taste, if they cooked it a bit longer how it would taste, if they put in soy sauce how it would be different from putting in salt, you know. <laughs> he, says, he says when we do everything in our life, we know how to use our own intelligence to figure out how to do it best. He says, why do we not do that in meditation? Why do we just blindly follow instructions? <laughs> we, we, we might get an instruction to focus and we, we just start doing it without considering, is this helpful? Is this working? What is the effect? How does it go? Yeah. So he wants us to 
to to open the door to our possibilities through our own understanding. Yeah. He, he said when he first began practicing, he didn't know that much. He, but his teacher would ask him questions and leave them unanswered. And he would want to know the answers. And so he would go and watch in his meditation with this question in mind. So the, the, yeah, and he, he said over the years, he, he learned, you know, uh, first it was just greed, just wanting to know. And, and that doesn't work. He doesn't get anything, and then and then learning what doesn't work, and then what works, and and slowly finding his way. But yeah, he was lucky. He started young. <laughs> he was a teacher. Yeah. 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 Yeah sort of figure things out, it's, um, it's helpful for us, you know, if we um, are given just a particular instruction and we don't know the full breadth of everything that's possible, um, we can find it difficult later to try and break out of, of the mold that we've sort of been set into. One of the things it says here, um, if the mind is tired or miserable, then it's difficult <coughs> to practice or difficult to practice. Somebody brought that up. Um, Who brought to? So. Same that you're not. I mean, you know, the same that you're not. Same that you're not. Same that you're not. Same that you're not. Ways that one does that in everyday life, like putting the TV on so you don't have to think anymore. So, what would he suggest is actually a constructive way to deal with that situation when the mind is just really tired? Is it to be to take on a new activity which is maybe more constructive, a more wholesome activity, like reading a book, rather than just switching your mind off? <laughs> Yeah, 
Okay, so, so that is when the body is tired, um, you can practice. Okay, if the mind is not tired. And that paragraph was written really for uh, people who practice wrong, you know, who put in too much effort all day long and they kind of burn out because they have been overexerting their minds. And so by the end of the day, they find themselves um, sleepy, unable to keep their attention on anything. The mind keeps slipping away because the mind is just too tired. Seattle says in cases like that, they should just rest the mind to go to sleep or something like that. So that was more for that, that sort of thing. Not, yeah, he says, and also, I mean, if somebody is skillful in practice, right? Um, and say they're stressed out at home or something and they're tired. He said, if they're skillful in their practice, well, um, then he says that you can, they can recharge the mind using mindfulness, like just becoming very simple again. You know, just very simple again, just right attitude, accepting the moment as it is, and just, just very simple knowing of the moment as it is. Yeah, and that can recharge the mind. But the main um the main um yeah, issue that's being addressed in that paragraph is really people who practice wrongly on retreat. Okay. Yeah. Don't make your body and mind suffering too much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are people who who can't stop striving because you know, and they don't notice the greed that's driving them or the aversion that's driving them, and they sort of drive themselves to the ground by the evening, every day. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, let's say it's not. So in a sense, it the 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 purpose of that line should be that or that paragraph should be to to let yogis know that it is possible to you know to, okay, to use the mind in the wrong way and and to hopefully that prevents them from doing that you know yeah he says it's like you know if something is poisonous you warn people that's poisonous don't eat it but of course, you know, there are antidotes to poisons, you know, let's still hope you won't die. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can, but it's better to prevent it than to have to cure it afterwards. He says, many yogis, you know, they put in too much effort throughout the day and at night they can't understand why they just can't collect the mind. You know, they're not trying to focus or concentrate, but just being in the moment seems so hard. You know, the mind seems scattered and listless and ineffective, tired. เดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเนี่ยอยากทายมีทายแต่ที่เนี่ยเอนเนอร์จีตัวที่ทายอืมซูฮีออลเวสเซย์ตอนนี้ก็หนูเข้าเนี่
Yeah, if you are aware, then you can learn from your, your, your energy. Yeah, I remember you know. one, one Japanese guy, he come, Japanese man come to practice in Shirume. He When you wash, he wash the handkerchief. Handkerchief is very small things, right? <laughs> like this, it's okay, but you do it.
people practice metta, right? They practice sending loving kindness. At that time, they are supposed to feel loving kindness, right? That's what they're supposed this to generate. That is a wholesome so life. That, yeah. So what they're trying to do is, so the the mechanics is sending metta, but the generation is of a wholesome state of mind. It's only with a wholesome state of mind, the metta, that you can offer that metta to whoever. So the practice is about generating that um, state of mind through the use of all these external So he gives another example. In Burma, people love to do dana. Right? They love to, yeah, to do charity. And they go and um, donate to monasteries and monks and so on. But he says, but dana is supposed to be the quality of your mind. It's generosity. But he says there are so many people who do dana in Burma with greed because they are hoping for a better result for themselves in some, I don't know, future. some future, yeah. Yes. So that's the greed. Yes. So they've heard the theory, oh, if you're generous, you, you, know, you get back. So they, they, that's what they're hoping to do with their generosity is get back something. In Burmese, when you do something wholesome, you say you have something wholesome. And so he asked them, so do you have something wholesome? Show me now. Where is it? But it's just the quality of your mind. If, if, if it feels wholesome, you have an immediate result. If you're truly doing something wholesome, the result in your mind is wholesome. And you should feel that wholesome quality. And the result is universal. I mean, it's not just in one's own mind. Because obviously, if not from the prayer, it's something which is not just... So, says, if you truly feel wholesome, like in, for example, in metta, right? In metta, it's when we, tr- our own feelings of metta are really powerful that we're able to, that that is really effective in the giving of it. When we have, don't feel much metta, then what we're giving is whatever else we're feeling, you know, so well, it's not Yeah, he says some people, you know, they try to send metta to the enemy and they don't really feel much metta. They're just going through the motions but what they're feeling is actually resentment or anger or something. Then it's not really that yeah. <laughs> yeah, so There's a joke in Bible. They say, you know, oh, you know, may all beings be um, be well and happy except this person. Lots of things have like fallen into place. Um, 
The reason that um, every mind is different is um, only in the sense that the condition set for that stream of consciousness is different. So like each of us have a separate stream. It's because of our conditioning, what we've gone through in our lives, right? Um, people who were brought up in Asia have certain cultural conditioning in the West, there's and then there's individual conditioning, right? Our parental <coughs> influences, upbringing, the, inf- the experiences we've had, um, all these set so many... Um, combinations and permutations in place that everybody has a unique footprint at any time, right? Um, and no self is just that principle of cause and effect. Right? No self it is just points to the fact that there is a, a law. <laughs> Yeah. He says, for example, if you, see, if you see some somebody and that person has a very hot temper, but you understand conditioning, you understand that this person must have set all the conditions for a hot temper by, you know, um, allowing them. First, they, they got triggered to be angry, then they, they believe the anger, they, they express it, they allow it, they, they think it's right, and, you know, they, they keep feeding the anger, so it comes to the point where, if, you know, they have a hot temper, it's easy for them to get angry, so that's like conditioning. So if you see that process of conditioning, if you recognize, if you understand that's what happens, then it's hard to see the person. It's easier to see the process and forgive that this is the result, because, because you see that, well, how can this result be helped now since that condition has been set? Then it's not the person that's angry. There's a condition that's brought about this effect of anger. Yeah, are all aspects of personality simply conditioned, like the causes of conditioning? Yeah, he says, and you know, in Buddhism we have the concept of past lives, so bring that in play too, then you have a huge. Yeah. On, on that basis, I mean, is there, and is, is obviously everyone's have all these different experiences in their lives and find themselves in the present with, with different things going on. But mm-hmm. On that basis, is there any use in trying to examine what may or may not have happened in the past that may be connected to the things we find difficult in the present, or is the practice of mindfulness in the present just the same for everyone? Does it matter about the, you know, is there any use in that, or mm-hmm. do we just practice in the way we connect? Because the principle, uh, whether it's about the past or the present or the future, the principle is always the same. Um, so Sarah says, if you stay in the present moment and understand the principles now, you understand whatever it was in the past as well. So you don't have to try to understand the past. You know, you work with what you have now. Mm-hmm. And, and 
that gives you a direct access to understanding those principles. If you stay in the present moment, moment to moment to moment, he says, you, you see the principles unfold in their action as they happen. And understanding those principles, he says, then the past and the future can be understood along the same lines. How um, you're angry, um, and as you're angry, you 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 watch the the dosa, and you watch it many times, right? You watch it happen now and again, and you begin to notice how, when you're aware, the the dosa can't run away with you. When you're less aware, you get caught unawares. Um, you might be, you know, in mid anger when you realize, or you you might have exploded and then realize later. But you begin to see how with awareness and wisdom, uh, the mind cannot, the, you know, the unwholesome cannot take over the mind, that with wisdom and awareness, um, with wisdom and awareness, the unwholesome can't take over, without wisdom and awareness, the unwholesome can gain momentum in the mind, unbeknownst to you, knowing that at the present moment, you realize how a habit of anger could have no, been built up, because in the past, there was no awareness or wisdom, and so no, clearly that mean. was the process that has... Unfolded. So you all see how it could have happened rather than see where it's come from specifically. No, it's all about how the mind works itself into things. You know, it's never about the story, the external. Yeah, he says when we, you know, in, in these cause-effect things, that's like, you know, when you understand the benefit of something, you also see the harm in the opposite. Mm. You know, the, this, this the mind can see it. Yeah, yeah often says, you know, when yogis um, successfully... Um, uh, observe something unwholesome and then it's gone, <coughs> very happy. Shadow says, but that's not the end. Shadow says, yes, you were wholesome and this is finished. Now, think, if you had not been uh, mindful, what would have happened? Mm -hmm. You know, if you hadn't been watchful, what would have happened? <laughs> and if we don't reflect, Shadow says, what happens is what we, we watch the unwholesome it's gone, and then we're just happy and we're satisfied. <laughs> we don't learn about the, the, the danger of not being mindful. Mm -hmm. you know? But we don't really ever need to know exactly where some of these patterns have come from. There's no no specific benefit in that, really, in terms yeah. of practice. People choose them, and we don't have to do that. Pit man and diame, pit man and diame, pit jow and diame. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. He says because 
the principles are always the same. The, the stories are many. Yeah. Each of us have um, a parent, a teacher, you know, who, yeah. who either influences us positively or negatively. There's yeah. like a, a, a trillion number yeah. of, you know, stories and they don't matter because the principles are always the same. And principle, yeah. and it's understanding the principles that we call the Dhamma. Mm. It's, the Dhamma is principle. You know, it's the principles of nature. Law, the laws of nature. Law, or yeah. the power of yeah. nature. It's nature. That's the dumb, the natural process. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question about that. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> some of the. Um, so, for instance, if in, in investigating anger, um, in being present to what's arising in the moment, there's also the potential to see what um, perpetuates the anger. And often what perpetuates anger is ideas about oneself or ideas about the other or the situation mm -hmm. that can often be um, habitually running in familiar in the narratives, yes. the stories. So, for instance, my own practice, making those narratives more conscious um, not making them more conscious actually if they're rising in consciousness if you recognise the narrative in the yeah. present moment um, so I've, there's a value of not completely dismissing the story when it arises in the context of the principles of practice so mm -hmm. what does Seidel say I mean that's my experience I mm. just want to check that out so in yeah, yeah. Of that yeah. there is a principle in there <laughs>
callously to him, his brother, and his thought was, you, what did you say? You talking to me? Like this. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you talking to me like this. <laughs> then I become blind. Yeah. Totally blind, totally blind, lost. Boom. <laughs> Get the chair, pop. <laughs> Get the hand, pop. <laughs> you don't have that. He fractured his hand that day. <laughs> so, but he says, and then when somebody reminded him, you know, aren't you supposed to be meditating? <laughs> and My sister like, come. What happening? Are you okay? You pray this so hard. What happening? <laughs> then my mind immediately awareness comes back. And he saw that what is happening. That is also very important. This awareness is a very strong awareness. Long time practicing. The wisdom is very strong already. But that time is lost. Then when you come back, you see the nature of the anger. How do you feel? What thinking? Everything the mind notice. Then the mind very afraid about this, danger about understanding about the danger of the anger. Mm-hmm. Then the mind deciding anger is no good. Mm-hmm. Not beneficial. No beneficial. Very understand very deeply that time. Because of awareness and wisdom come back, this wisdom also very strong. So he can understand this is not beneficial anymore. Me also, the whole family also. I saw the whole family I is danger. <laughs> <laughs> My brother I'm face very small. Then <laughs> <laughs> I immediately the, 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 the anger gone because I realized the anger immediately gone. Then I immediately apologize to my, my, my brother. This is not your fault, it's my fault. <laughs> Only inside the process, it's not your fault. It's my face very small. <laughs> what is wrong to do something? <laughs> so but anyway, so Sarah says and what he realized, the principle he realized, he said from that was that it was the thought of me that you spoke. That, this you know, is the one The last one, the last one, yeah. the, the last hydrogen atom. Mm. <laughs> 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 hydrogen bomb is ready now. <laughs> <laughs> the last hydrogen atom is. <laughs> yeah. And so he said from then on, he became very, very acutely aware of the danger of the I thought. And whenever mm-hmm. his mind would yeah. think I something, I. you know, I something, he says his mind would like latch onto it and, and check whether there was danger, whether the mind was going to buy into it. Someone really understanding this and no sir, his talking way also change. He never say he don't try to don't want to say I. Mm-hmm. He try to say the mind, the mind, the the mm-hmm. Subject is not trying to say. He starts to say. Yes, yes. The way, the way, if the person really understands it's the mind and the body, they don't refer to it as me so much anymore because it feels to them like it's the mind and the body. Yeah. Sometimes he says, of course, in conversation, you say, I'm going to the toilet. You don't say the mind or the body is going to so, <laughs> You can say the mind wants to move by This is weird. The mind wants to go to But everybody knows. But something, who is this? And they say, oh, me. Who is this? This is me. I guess the thing that thing about recognizing the I uh, narrative 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it was a subtle thing building up through the day. Yeah. So it's just helpful that clarification about what we mean by story. Yes. And uh, you know, actually yeah, the right the now arising. <coughs> yeah, yeah. A whole story net the the get us sit him up your need as a guardian. Quite up, kind of. So you sit here as a guardian. Let do a story to cool ตัวอสุรีเนี่ยดีเสียเทียบย้อนไอ้สุรีจ้องสิกะดอดาคิดอสุรีอ่ะเนาะสอนดิสเตนดิงดิสโตรี่ดิมายน์เทลส์อิต
But your your wife is also not right, she says, because if you got she she wishes that you would express it, but she's never seen what it might be like if you just expressed it in this moment, it might not be very pleasant either. <laughs> 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 it's not a pleasant thing. Yeah, I'll tell her. But you have some work to do too. <laughs> but Sam says, you know, when we um when we suppress um our emotions and we're not conscious of them. And we don't resolve them, services, then what happens is they, they, it's like burning coal. It's still hot. And, and, and yeah, it's like ashes covered it, but it's still burning inside. You know, that's what suppressing is like. So then every now and again, you know, some sparks shoot out. And, and, and that can go on for so long, and that's much... Yeah, it's been going on for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it is still latent. Latent. It's hidden. Like it's hidden, yeah. It, it, it's like 
You notice the anger arising, what you are not doing is following through. Stay on it. Don't, don't let it out of your sight. Meditating is bringing in right view, being aware, you've got to that, and then continuing to be aware. So you've got to keep knowing the anger, don't let it out of your sight until you know it's really out of the house. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 <coughs> yes. Okay. One, one of the things that I <coughs> learned this week, and which I'm a little concerned about in view of going back to my normal life, is that uh, I discovered that before something unskillful happens, like I'm getting angry or greedy or something like, my condition is mostly towards like anger and being antagonistic. Uh, that there's always a very subtle kind of run-up process. Mm. Kind of the mind kind of starts <coughs> with a memory or an observation that looks very innocent, and then kind of starts chattering and building some, something up, and then it kind of develops. Mm. And I think what happens in normal life is often that I miss out on this. You don't notice it. And yeah. don't notice that. Mm. And somehow I'm a little concerned that kind of retreat conditions are very conducive to. Uh, observing that, and that I, I go back and, and <coughs> miss it again. Uh, to succumb in that the to to a daughter the ma, the my daughter in love my chicken to to say very low to the detail. Succumb. So what do you think is a good thing to do when you get home? You've given your answers, Yadasis, in your question. Already. You already know I what's happening. Know. You already know what's happening when you're on retreat. Yeah, this is what you, what should you do when you go home? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you do when you're on retreat? Well, I think I mean the the obvious answer is to continue my practice, but uh, I mean like twenty four seven. He says, just do one hour, one one day at a time. One by one, alone. You can only do one, one. by one after all. 
one by after one. another, one after another, one by one. Yeah, we don't do all the busy things all at once. That's a concept in the mind, right? The busyness is our like a conglomerated view. But in the moment, you only you walk, then you take breakfast, then you you're just doing one thing at a time. ไซนาเราไม่ใช่ไซนาเราไม่ใช่ไซนาเราเวลาเราอยู่ไงเราไซนาเราเวลาเราอยู่ไงเราไม่ไปไม่ไปไม่ไปไม่ไปไม่ไ
We don't get angry in the moment. What is the benefit? Think how far reaching it is. Because if we weren't able to handle it in the moment, then that, that, that dosa, that anger is going to keep spinning. It's going to really run its path through your life that day. So he says, if you want to put a percentage to it, he says, how, what percentage do you think you're relieved? 50%? When you 75%? Can handle anger. How much do you think? I think it will be a lot, I think. I'm yeah, I think it. 99%. 99%. He says he puts the 1% because the anger did arise, but we knew it and we were able to handle it. But the 1% is that bad bit that we had to handle. But the 99% is everything else that would have happened if we hadn't handled it. <laughs> been able to handle Yeah. He says, if we really watch the anger, um, watch it, it, it goes away, he says, we are relieved. But if we don't watch it, we are not able to handle it, he says, then anger is going to have its way. Right? It's going to go, that bad mood or whatever, you know, it can have very far So the anger of some people are so angry they take it into the rest of their lives. They, they hold resentments, grudges for their whole life. Sometimes they die with the grudge. Yeah, I know people like that. Yeah, So imagine if we were able to handle it. If we were able to handle it, how much relief we have. He said some yogis say 200%. They relieved 200%. Actually, I have another question. Uh, one of the strange observations I made is my major practice used to be sitting practice. Mm, uh, with a little bit of walking, which I mostly only do on the weekends. Then they shut down. Now I found that... Just this week, my awareness has become a lot more continuous. Not completely continuous, but mm. a lot more continuous than it has ever been before. Mm. And, but I find it a lot easier in walking, than, whereas I find that some of my sitting practice is kind of associated with somehow with bad habits or whatever. So somehow, I don't get out of it. So yeah. Bad habits. What bad habits are in your system? For example, for example, I observed that in uh, in sitting practice, I am much more likely to wrong, be wrong, 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 drowsy yeah. or to to lose uh, my, my awareness again and <coughs> start dozing. I am the deal low man. I lose my mindfulness much faster. In time, that meant the charge him. The deal sell the sense of the pull up on So yeah, clearly you don't need to sit so much. Mindfulness is important, not sitting. Yesterday, for example, I couldn't sit home yeah, at any yeah. time. Yeah, long time we yeah. need. But mindfulness was fine, right? Yeah. 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 Having continuous mindfulness in, in daily activities and walking and all means that you're practicing correctly there. So mm. you need to 
reflect and find out what are you doing correctly there. And then, what is what are you doing wrong in sitting? The mind is not working in the same way. So if we sit with ideas that, oh, this is not interesting, or we're just doing what we've been told, it can be, you know, kind of like mechanical, and yeah, then it can be And we have many habits of old habits from past retreats or whenever we sit and so on. But daily activities, maybe it's fresh, it's new, it's, it's, there's always something, you never know what's going to happen next, you know? Yeah, so the mind is In sitting, it's, it's some wrong thoughts, you know, that are some, yeah. <coughs> Some wrong idea that that's that's there in sitting in says it's very important to um, to find this out and also not stay in sittings being sleepy because um, the mind is like a has the mind develops habits very easily. Whatever you do over and over again becomes a habit. Whether we're, conscious, whether we're conscious of it or not, if something happens over and over, it becomes a habit for the mind. So if we sit and we're sleepy every sit, that will become the habit of the mind. It will become sleepy every sit. So some people get tense every time they sit because they're practicing wrong and then the tension becomes a habit. Yeah. The moment they sit, they have tension, even if they're not being mind. You know, so it's like we don't want these bad habits to grow. We need to investigate. And so the advice is to basically practice more walking. Oh no! Or the advice to sometimes start a sitting and then sitting. He said, "Remember, he said, reflect on what you're doing right in walking and and other activities." And see whether you can bring that that, that same, the same the same kind quality. of thinking, the same kind of attitude, the same kind of quality. approach to yeah. to mindfulness into the sitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want to, and you want to also recognize what the mind is thinking and what mindset is wrong in the sitting. What what's the um, approach when the mind sits? You you want to see that mm-hmm. how the mind works. This is a yeah, he says closing the eyes for too long is no good. Particularly if we're not alert. You know, if we were not alert, he says we have our eyes closed, it's very easy for the mind to quiet down and then just get lost in all its little stories in the head. The moment the the mindfulness is not watchful and and on the ball, immediately the other side, you know, the mind's tendency for delusion takes over. Delusion is always at the door. Yeah, so then it takes over. So that's why we're always having to be mindful. This, this work must keep going. This work must keep because happening. And because if this work is not happening, the other work is happening. Yeah. And then when we're working, of course, then we always have to be checking how we're working. Because we can be mindful 
too much effort, too much this, that, and the other, or too little. So we have to be checking how we are mindful.
um, you know, I don't know, <laughs> just any advice really. Because mm. <clears throat> one idea that came to me is, okay, there'll be times when I'm having conversations that that's kicking in. It would be more helpful just to remove myself and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm aware that I've had that idea before and yet I've ended up in, in, in those conversations getting anxious it. a million times and, yeah. you know, not really seeing much at all. Just feels like quite a high bar, really. Mm-hmm. ลอบไปดอดได้บลูโลโลตัวอะตูโลเนี่ยนะโคบ่มาบลูโลตัวตัวยังหูชื่อได้ไปกูตัวโลโลก็น้าเลยอ่ะแม่โลยิ่งถ
how to maintain awareness, how to maintain your peacefulness. Mm-hmm. How to maintain your wisdom or not, my love. He says, so when we've got those three <coughs> in, he says, then how to maintain your wisdom comes later. So he's speaking from experience. He's saying that you begin to really watch out for every situation that causes the mind uh, agitation. And and you remember the your triggers, you know, you remember the things that and then he says then the mind begins build making special effort to be ready for those situations, which means being mindful. Hmm. Always. Um, more, more mindful so he says it just makes you more and more mindful. It's just about becoming more and more mindful of hmm. yourself. And he says then when those you're going to approach those triggers or those triggers are going to approach you, you, you you're being mindful of yourself. You're just being mindful. And then Every day, he said he used to reflect on what he's been able to deal with, what he's not been able to deal with, and then setting up, you know, a strategy for the next day. How am I going to deal with this again? He says strategizing is so important. Like, it's it's a daily thing. How shall I deal with all this? Yeah, he says... Yeah, he says... At home, what are the situations and people that cause the most uh, are your you know strongest triggers at, mm. at work what are the situations and people that are your strongest triggers recognizing that you know it's like your homework every day being really real about it and and then but the work is being you know building your awareness and your steadiness so that you're you're able to start dealing with it in the present moment yeah, yeah. and I think really a, a piece of research he says meditation is like research as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think becoming clearer a piece of the what feels like the high bar is is the rem- the remembering of being here for several days mm. and really feeling like those those things have been established and developed. Yeah, you know, over quite a continual period, and then and then being surprised again at how it's, they just didn't feel or didn't almost want to be available. Yeah. And there's there's a sense of okay, you know that that occurred, and I saw that, and then I'm back here, and blah blah, you know, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a sort of is is there another piece that that I can um, that I'm I'm not seeing in that process that because there was no wish for those not to be that the interest and all these things in in day to day stuff not mm-hmm. to be there. Is that just an association with being on retreat and? Because there was I this. I think like, at the last bit of your question. Well, the uh, the bit what when I asked the question a couple of days ago, I was really interested in the idea of what how, what's what habits are conditioned into my mind through just being on retreat, right? And how they don't, you know, it's like it's like because uh, mm. part of me would think, oh yeah, you know, those, those faculties will carry on being strong mm. in the moment I sort of walk down the driveway. Mm. Mm. But I was surprised last time as to how quickly they didn't feel like they were so strong yeah. pretty much as soon as I got through yeah. the door. Yeah. So there's there's that piece there that I, don't, I guess I just need to explore that piece. Or, yeah. yeah. Chow 
to to uh, get more share in the company. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Once awareness has fifty or seventy percent of the shares or sixty or seventy percent of the shares, it says awareness can start taking control of the company. Yeah. <laughs> and only when awareness gets quite strong, the other says. Um, then finally, but that's you are fire. <laughs> but now they're like ninety percent stakeholders or ninety five percent stakeholders. He says you 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 need to get friendly with them. You want to get in the door, just your foot in the door. Yeah. Just be present at every meeting. <laughs> So I'm very grateful to just notice all that and to go underneath and underneath and underneath and very much finding nature helpful in terms of being a teacher, mm. uh, particularly in terms of watching the birds and seeing how they conserve energy and only use the energy they need to do whatever they need and, 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 and also getting puzzled about humans and wondering why we're so backward <laughs> and in comparison and, um, but also very aware how the Dharma makes sense of what it is to be human and without it it doesn't make a lot of sense I have to confess um, so do I have a question? Well, maybe just a frivolous one, which is why why are we so backwards <laughs> as a species in comparison to most others? Um, but no, I'm just grateful for the spaciousness to um, to um, the detail. I'm not the the bawa outwa siani netwa you rotu chidere. ဥပမာတူကြည့်တယ်ဟဲ့တရားပြန်တာနာတော့ဘာလို့ဆိုရင်ဟဲ့တရားလိုတလောက်ပဲအဲ့လိုဒီတုံးတဲ့အပေါ
theater says, is governed by a different law. And that law is called the law of um, nature. <laughs> Bija. It's like um, character, maybe, or inherent. It's like instinct. And so, in a sense, it's not real wisdom that governs how they do things. It's A lot of it is instinct. Um, and there is a, a limit to which, uh, you know, they can grow their wisdom. Grow wisdom as, as humans, Seattle, we have a huge potential to advance. Infinity. To, yes, we may... Um, we may seem backwards, Seattle, but we have the potential to to really grow this, um, yeah, to, to its to its uh, highest potential. ดีเบมชิบาเลยโหดเออว่าอาตมาชื่อเนาะดีเบมชื่อเนาะโหสู้ย่อนเนาะจันทร์ตั้งสู้ย่อนเลยเออสู้เนี่ยดัมมาอิ